My name is Ty Wilson. I've been a musician for the better part of 20 years. Over that time, I have written, covered, and performed in almost every genre, from heavy metal to alt-rock to country music. I've met some amazing people along the way, and today, we're going to talk to one of them. This is Ty Wilson Talks. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Ty Wilson Talks. This is podcast number 19 coming at you on a Wednesday morning. Uh, I have no announcements for this week, but I will ask. Uh, I do have my fundraiser going on right now for um, my EPK. So I'm raising money to put towards the recordings that I am currently doing. Um, please go and check that out either on my Facebook at Ty Wilson Music or Instagram at Ty Wilson Music. It's under the link tree in the bio. You can find it there. Uh, even just a donation of ten dollars gives you a chance to help pick my third single that will be going to radio so uh, i hope you guys um can help me out it would be awesome i've uh, we've raised over uh, two thousand dollars almost twenty five hundred dollars right now so um it's really appreciated uh, you guys have no idea it takes a lot of stress off me um i'm independent i'm an independent artist this is an independent podcast so any donations um or anything like that towards you know my passions and my loves is uh is very appreciated so anyway without further ado we're gonna get into the podcast here uh today i have uh, Amanda and Sam from the Beyond the Lyrics podcast. We have an awesome conversation about their own podcast and how that all got started. So make sure you go check out Beyond the Lyrics, and I hope you enjoy our conversation. So without further ado, Amanda and Sam. Amanda and Sam from the Beyond the Lyrics podcast. How are you guys today? Doing good. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, beautiful. I think we're getting like the last bit of nice weather before this all goes south on us. Yeah, the second summer. Yeah, exactly. It's right before like, you know, the frigid depths of uh, winter come knocking. Apparently we're supposed to have like an above average amount of snowfall and cold and all that kind of stuff this year. So I'm really not looking forward to that. (laughs) (laughs) I already missed summer. Never mind talking about snow. I know, I know. It's one of those things. Like, I miss summer. I miss patio gigs. I miss, yeah. It's all it's all coming to an end. But, eh, it, I guess it is what it is. So, how long ago did you guys uh, start the Beyond Lyrics podcast? Um, and how did that come about uh, with the two of you? What what brought you to to creating it and uh, and exploring the lyrics behind songs and that stuff with uh, with different artists? Well, we used to go on during COVID when we were locked down. Uh, me and Amanda would go on a walk. One of the few things that we were allowed to do. Uh, so we'd go on a walk and we would just kind of chat and kind of blow some steam, really. And I think at one point or at some point during that walk, I just ventured the fact that I kind of fancied starting maybe like a radio show of some kind. I was quite interested in helping um upcoming artists, giving them a platform of some kind and um, and just kind of exploring different ways to do that. And uh, as and I kind of mentioned that on the walk, and I think then as Amanda 
listen to it. And as we kind of start throwing ideas back and forward, um, Amanda kind of jumped in on the planning. And uh, I think we kind of realized that Amanda had a lot of the skills to get things done that potentially I didn't have. Uh, and I think there were some areas, especially in areas of tech, tech that I had that Amanda didn't. Yeah. And so I think between us, we realized like we should probably be doing this together because together we make kind of one functioning person <laughs> who, who can do something along this kind of the lines. And that's kind of then how it went. And really Amanda did exactly what I kind of just advertised her for. She really pushed it and, and got it going and moving and, uh, and I did the tech. <laughs> yeah. And you had lots of ideas. Yeah, yeah. And... I'm, I'm good at ideas. That's true. Good yeah. at ideas. <laughs> And then that I just discern if those ideas are any good. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta have a filter. Like that's what uh, one of the other pod, one of the other podcasts I'm a part of is a D and D live play podcast, and uh, I come up with all these ideas and that stuff, and I have to have the rest of the group be like, okay, well, no, here we're gonna filter these back and see what one's actually a good idea and what's you know kind of rubbish and, <laughs> and, and go from there. Yeah, but yeah. I've uh, I've had to teach myself. I, I knew some of the technical aspects and everything, but I've 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 taught myself how this whole podcasting things work. It's still a work in progress. I think it's always going to be work in progress, but it's been a lot of fun to do it. So I, I assume you guys have had the similar um, similar methodology of kind of hit the ground running, just start talking to people and go from there and kind of build from there. Yeah. I mean, you kind of had to learn how to edit this year, right? Or in the last couple of years? Yeah. Through COVID, like I, I'd been doing, I mean, I'd done editing before um, with music and kind of making some of my own songs, but definitely over this last year and a half, I had done more. And then that led quite nicely into the podcast for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing at all. So. <laughs> Lots yeah. of trial and error. Just came in and we're like... Well, I mean, at least you're you're very organized. I know uh, filling out the form and that stuff that you had, I was like, oh, I should probably do one of these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like, oh, they're so organized. I just get on here and talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's pros and cons. I feel like it's a lot of, um, like, I need the organization to make sure, like, I feel ready for it, right? right. Like, I want, when we have, like, someone apply, it's partly because we want to, like, find their information, but also I want to hear, like, how they talk and what they care about. And, you know, like, it gets gives you a little bit of the sense of a person before you, like, meet them on the night. Definitely. So, yeah. 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 I, I've been lucky enough, or not lucky, but uh, my first, you know, 10 guests or so were, were close to me, so I didn't feel like it was necessarily needed. But now that I'm kind of, the episodes are starting to pile up, I'm going, ah, maybe I should, you know at least have a, a little sit down beforehand, but eh, I mean, it's been going all right so far. So yeah, that's who's, who's to say, you know, it works for me, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And you have lots of time to warm up, you know? Yeah. 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 You know, you can it's, always uh, edit out if it gets really bad. That's how I usually, or that's how I was going about it at the start. I was just kind of getting on the call and being like, okay, starting <laughs> and I'll, and I'll edit back to where I feel like it's the correct start. Now I, you know, I try and do a little bit of a precursor and just go over what the plan is kind of for the, for the talk. Mm -hmm. But I also really like being super unscripted. I feel like you can, the conversation can go a lot of different ways um, mm -hmm. in that scenario. And so yeah, it, it's, 
I've always liked that conversational style podcast. So I think yeah. it's what I've aimed for, but I know you guys uh, do a lot more. It's a lot more promotional. So um, go into basically how, you know, you decided to do the lyrics and songs and, and, and the meaning and all that kind of stuff. What was, where did that idea come from? Well, I think we were, as I said, we, we wanted to help promote, um, give a platform to uh, up and coming acts of some kind. And I think as we as we chatted about maybe who our target audience was and actually why why do we want to give people a platform anyway? Uh, right. It was kind of, it kind of came to the point of thinking, actually we felt that people have things to say, they have stories to share. Uh, and a lot of people put those in their songs and people our age, so me and Amanda are both in our thirties. Uh, we both have um, kids and families. And so we were just like, you know what? I think we almost wanted a quick, how could we want to hear this, some of the, instead of trying to sit there for ages with like a lyric sheet and trying to figure out like, right. oh, what does this mean? We actually wanted to hear like actually some of the stories behind the songwriting and some of the stories behind uh, their touring and their traveling and even, um, some of the things that they're passionate about that maybe they briefly mention in a song, um, but they don't necessarily get to go into too much. We gave people an opportunity to unpack a little bit more. And we kind of felt that that was actually what we wanted to give people a platform for, especially in the area of um, things that they're uh, organizations or causes that they're passionate about. We really wanted people to have the opportunity to share those uh if, if they want to. And some people do, and some people choose not to. Um, I don't yeah. have anything to add to that. I was going to say, well, you were inspired by a radio show you heard that kind of did this, right? Like years ago? Yeah. And they kind of gave you a little platform and thought, oh, we'd like to do that for other people. Yeah, I can think of like through, I, I played music for quite a few years and I can actually still remember people who gave me like, like a chance here and a little shot there. And right. um, I'm kind of always grateful, no matter kind of if they were small or big, I think people we're doing their best. Right? right. And it was just nice that people still gave the opportunity. Yeah. And I used to go to shows a lot in university. And one of my favorite things about small shows is that you could talk to the artist after. And yeah. so I thought like, that's basically like me setting it up so I can do that. Right. Like we get right. the artists yeah. to come to us, we get to hear their music and then we actually get to talk to them after and, you know, not have to wait in the merch line. Yeah. And then we had to come up with a, a name that kind of fit what we were trying to do. And, um, I can't remember some, I don't remember some of the ones that didn't make the cut, but beyond the lyrics. Um, made it. Made it. And actually, I think some of the ones that didn't make the cut, we've seen others use as well. So right. Yeah, well, we were considering Beyond the Melody, Beyond the Lyrics mm. for a little bit. And then yeah. I actually found a podcast called Beyond the Melody the other day. I was like, oh, we picked nope. the right one. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's so many nowadays, too. You got to be so careful with the naming but i think you guys hit the nail on the head with that one it's 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 always stuck in my head and i was like yeah yeah that's that's a great <laughs> i mean get oh, some point thanks. across it's, you're not you're not you're not uh yeah it, it's basically like this is what we do here's what you're gonna hear and 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 all on you know a three-word title which is pretty awesome and mm. like I, I definitely used to love you know, I'm I'm in my 30s as well, so um, same age range. I used to love VH1 storytellers, and like like when they'd have you know someone like Matchbox 20 or something like that on there, where they tell the story, of the song, sing the song, and that stuff. And I think that's a really cool um, way to go about getting to know an artist and and doing some promotion for them. And then 
touching on shows and everything previous, I was in a bunch of, you know, hardcore bands and stuff like that in my teen years. And then university years, same thing. And, and that was my favorite. My favorite part of it was being able to go up to the merch booth afterwards and like talk and buy a t-shirt yeah. or a CD and support them and like get the story straight from them and not have to. I mean, even in those days, media wasn't what it is now. So if you mm-hmm. had any questions about song lyrics or for their meaning or anything like that, it was kind of unanswered until they actually like went on a forum and posted it or someone posted <laughs> it on a forum. Yeah, totally. But, uh, now they might not so even all the lyrics if they weren't in the CD case. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're just guessing at it. I know there's <laughs> there's probably still songs where I'm saying the wrong lyrics if I'm singing along, <laughs> if I'm singing along to them. <laughs> I'm sure we all yeah change the words not the vibe that's how i go about it (laughs) so how long have you two known each other um like i said sam you've you you're you've been a musician previously so how did you two meet how did you decide to work together have you been friends for quite a while how'd that go when did you come to the church so i started i uh well i mean really long bit so i moved to canada 10 years ago Mm -hmm. um and then i switched jobs uh, about three years ago, uh, I worked at one church. I've now moved to another, and Amanda was at that new church. Uh, and yeah, and then we were kind of in the same friendship group there. And um, I think we have we have a few things in common. Uh, I mean, including the fact that we're at a very similar stage of life, um, and so kind of bonded over that. Uh, for those who like the enneagram, we're both the same enneagram number, uh, which is the number three. Um, and so we kind of bonded over things like that. Uh, and then, yeah, then as I said, within, during lockdown with the walks uh, and, and just kind of really took it from there. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, lockdown really made it difficult for, for anybody to hang out with someone outside of, yes, going for a walk. I know that me and my pup over here took many a hikes in the, <laughs> in the backwoods over the last yeah few yeah. months but it's good that you uh you were able to to get together and, and come up with something productive out of that time i know that well, i think interestingly too when we started walking i don't think i really knew how much amanda was into music either so it right. wasn't it wasn't kind of like a, oh we should start walking and plan a podcast it was like let's just start yeah. walking and then at some point it was let's like oh you really like music too oh that's cool mm-hmm. like we were still kind of kind of finding out things about one another that was cool right yeah. Uh, yeah. So who are some big musical influences for the two of you? Like what are, you know, what got that conversation started? About what got our conversation or, started? Sorry, yeah. Music? Or who, who, sorry. Like what, what okay. types of uh, music are you, uh, do you listen to? Do you look for? And all that kind of stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I love, I loved growing up like pop punk kind of style. Mm-hmm. Um uh, so love bands like, I mean, from kind of your big acts, kind of like Green Day, Blink-182, like did love right. those. And then down to kind of things like Alkaline Trio. Um, yep. Alkaline Trio is probably like, would definitely be in my top five bands. Yeah, they're uh, awesome. And then as kind of as moved, and basically what happened was actually loved Alkaline Trio, pretty much love everything Matt Skiba, the lead singer, mm-hmm. does. Yep. Uh, and he has an acoustic album. And so... I just started listening to that. And I was like, actually, this is quite like this. This is pretty great. I was like, I could do this. And so I was in a pop punk band at the time and then started putting things onto acoustic guitar. And that actually then began my transformation into 
kind of this, the sound that I play now, which doesn't sound anything like um, Matt Skiba uh, or Al Calencio. Um, and yeah, so then now I quite enjoy bands kind of, again, like say Mumford and Sons would be kind of like a popular band that I like. Yep. And a more kind of underground one would be someone like Martin Joseph, Martin with a Y, who's like a Welsh um, folk singer songwriter um, who I quite enjoy. So I've had a bit of a progression, but I mean, I still, anytime something like from Alcohol Entry or something like that comes on or from yeah. that, any of that era from like an Atticus CD or something like that, yeah. I just, I just love it. And uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know who, you were, who are your influences? Who are my influences? Well, growing up, I would listen to like whatever was on the radio, right? Like pop music yeah. and I mean, Spice Girls way back there. <laughs> I was actually just thinking about. I had a Backstreet Boys and NSYNC phase. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not oh, gonna yeah, lie totally. to anybody about it. Like it happened. <laughs> Me and my cousins did so many dances in our living room. Like yeah, definitely on the early days. I actually did a Spice Girls competition when I was in like back in the day, and we like yeah. won at the mall, and it was like one of the best days. What did you, what did <laughs> you win? Oh, like merchandise. But it felt good well, to take, think like take. still awesome, yeah. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, when I went to university, um, so many bands would come and play at the university, right. and so I just would go to like any live show. And right. then when we started to, um, uh, sorry, when I was older, then I started to help organize like Welcome Week and be a part of the volunteer team, right. and then I, I like helped lead part of it um near the end um then i got to even like meet the musicians and so like we got to meet and like be around lots of music um even near the end of high school i started listening to a lot more rock lots of red hot chili peppers and um lots of classic rock and then actually i started listening to more like guitar type stuff like i listened to so much jack johnson um, that kind of easy listening john mayer Um, yeah. And then I would say like, I hadn't listened to music in a while, like more than like the songs we were singing at church or something. And then, um, now I like love it again. Like, it's like, I think like when you get into the quarantine stuck in your house for too long, you're like, yeah. what were the things that I loved? Um, so, and now with like being in this community of musicians, like there's new music all the time. Yeah. I find it very fun. Yeah. I didn't yeah. even mention any country music. I listened to tons of country music. That's, that's <laughs> all right. I, I, so I am a true, I guess, unicorn is maybe what they would call it. Like I used, I screamed in a band in high school and listened to hardcore metal. I listened to Alkaline Trio, like Silverstein, Atreyu, stuff like that um, up to... Yeah, some Jack Johnson. City and Color was a huge influence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Glenn Hansard, I, the Irish folk musician, was a massive influence on me. And that was the same thing, similar to like what happened to you, Sam. Um, I was playing in these rock bands, and then I heard City and Color and like Glenn Hansard, and I was like, oh, but you can make emotional music with an acoustic guitar and started moving that way. And then my last record I put it was very much along the lines of like the script, the fray kind of that adult contemporary style pop rock or, or adult I don't know, contemporary rock. And now I've completely switched to country music. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's so, so like, much good music. There's so much good music. I just, I, I've really found a lot of more enjoyment to writing songs again through the quarantine that it was like, okay, I guess I got to put in some new music. Let's, uh, let's, let's do this. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? The music community as well is so accepting. I found in the past of like people who play different styles to you too. Um, I used to, so I, I mean, I played in the kind of the punk scene in my hometown. And mm. I remember one time I showed up just on my own with an acoustic guitar and I was after like a death metal band. Like everyone's yeah. wearing black. Everyone's got like, you know, if my memory of it now, which is exaggerated, makes me think that everyone had their faces tattooed. There was right. nothing that wasn't pierced. And there's me just like singing these little love songs on my acoustic guitar. Yeah. And everyone loved it. It was like, they were like so welcoming and it was like such a nice little audience to play for. And it, I was so nervous, like playing like my first little G chord as I started, like I'm about to be booed right from the first chord. Yeah. And they weren't like, it was a really nice experience of just how nice the music community is. I think that was the, one of my biggest draws uh, as a teenager into that type of community was um, it might, they might, the community might look scary from the outside, you know, or mm-hmm. in those days, you know, it was a lot of eyeliner and dyed hair and tight clothing and all that kind of stuff. But when you got down to it, the people were very accepting and 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 friendly and just wanted you to feel like you were part of that little yeah. group of misfits. And so yeah. it was, uh, yeah, it was a great space, a great space for that. And acoustic music had a big place there too like every pop punk album that i can remember usually had one acoustic track on it like swing life away with rise by rise against um emily by from first to last like there's there was all these different uh you know it'd be some hard album and then this one nice melodic um you know kind of acoustic tune right in the middle of it just as a little bit of a palate cleanser and so um there was lots of that funnily enough going on in those shows is you'd have this metal band and then you'd have somebody just playing an acoustic guitar and and, yeah. and singing love songs and then back to the metal bands and that stuff <laughs> that's not that <laughs> yeah. yeah all right we've uh we've saved your ears for a half hour now <laughs> back to ruining them again so what uh what, what were your university did you go to amanda mcmaster okay cool i was a yeah. guelph guelph student oh, nice. so i wasn't sure i grew yeah. up in guelph Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah. 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 I was, uh, I would live there for about three years um, and then move back for a year in the middle and then move away. But I still play music down there quite often. Um, yeah, golf is Sip, great. Yes. Yeah, Sip Club Manhattans. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Envy Lounge used to be my hangout. That was my my go-to spot. So. Nice. Yeah, yeah. 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 They have lots of good live music places there. It's a really cool town for, uh, for super talented people, I find. Like it's, there's so many amazing um i guess unknown known musicians that that call guelph home that you know mm-hmm. if you were going to somewhere like doogies and pablo's or or frankenstein's you know 10 years ago any certain nights of the week you'd find just absolute amazing talent and uh yeah and uh, great music there yeah definitely so who are some of the the recent uh, guests that you've had on um and uh and is there a type of like a genre that you guys usually go with is there a, a rhyme or reason to pick who you usually have on or is it just kind of you like the music and that's and that's how you how you go about it uh so we are kind of nine episodes in um although uh, we have recorded the 10th um and so um at the beginning we were more 
we had to approach people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kind of like we would. They're like people Sam had met before. Yeah, people I'd played with right. or knew or had seen or something like that. And I'd just be like, oh, I got a podcast. We'd love you to kind of be one of the first. Like, it was almost like a, we'd love you to be one of the first yeah. people on it. It's going to be a really big deal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And kind of sold it that way. And, and then gradually people. Almost right away. Well, actually, really? pretty, yeah, pretty quickly people started to apply. Uh, mm-hmm. And so actually, we're now like we don't have to approach anybody. No, now we have like a huge wait list yeah. of applicants. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but some of the people that, um, so our first episode uh, was with uh, Patrick James Clark. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he, he just he's won. He's a country singer. He's he a country guy. Him. Yeah. He's based yeah, in he London. just won the shot, I think. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 So based in London. Um, and so that was great. He, he was, he was such a great, um, artist and uh person to have the first episode like just yeah he knows how to interview really well so right. it's really very good. comfortable and yeah. he had good stories and sam and i were so nervous yeah. so like and like the more nervous we get like the more scripted we get so yeah. like it was really good balance <laughs> yeah of, right, uh, right figuring out our nerves and his like easygoing way yeah and so typically at the beginning there was some more I think most of them um, were kind of singer songwriters or kind of at least acoustic kind of style. Right. Um, and then uh, we've also had uh, a rock band. So uh, fellow kids we, we've, we've just had. Um, and we had a girl called Olivia Pennell who was um, 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's uh, been our youngest guest so far, um, which was right. pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's really great hearing the different stories and the different um kind of perspective people have on their place yeah. in the music scene depending on their age mm. yeah i was and gonna say like, the point of the point of view would be so drastically different between someone who's 16 or someone who's you know 32 or something like that right yeah it is super yeah. fun to see like some of the younger ones still kind of like gunning it for that like big dream um, right. and like and so they should and, and i hope they get it and then it's there's some of the older ones who are like yeah like didn't it hasn't gone as I maybe thought it was once going to, but I know my place and I'm super happy and content here. Right. If it goes bigger, great, but like I am content here. And that's, that's a super fun um, part of it. I, I found particularly. Yeah. There's, there's a lot to be said for going after the dream when you, you kind of have that, that the whole fame thing and, you know, money and, and, and all that kind of stuff that, that sits up here. And that's kind of what you're sold when you're younger. But as I found out, you can make a really good living as a working musician, as long as you have the right tools and Hey, maybe you can reach that point at some, at some time. But if you can make, you know, if you can still make you're living here, you're still doing what you love and you're still successful. At least in my mind, you know, having that contentness is, is key and, and being able to, or at least the, the pandemic, I think has shown a lot of people that like, you can work for yourself and you can do all this like stuff, even online and, and start these new things like podcasts or whatever yeah. streaming or whatever you want to do. And there is a way to not have to do that nine to five, like rat race. And, uh, and, you know, stay in a job you hate. And I think that's why there's, there's even shortages, you know, restaurant, restaurants don't have servers and that stuff. Cause everybody's like, you know what? Like, screw this. I'm just going to work for myself. Yeah. I'm going to try and figure <laughs> something out. Yeah, definitely. I think it's brought a lot of perspective. Like I know even I started playing piano while we were in COVID and 
like I can't I'm so glad that I did right like I can't yeah. imagine like not playing now um and so it really has, has brought a lot into perspective you know yeah it's yeah you you can only do I mean you can you can sit around and and sulk about the whole thing or you can be productive learn a new skill mm-hmm. you know teach yourself something and try and make the best of the situation and I think that's the happier people coming out of this are the ones that have done the latter and and done something I mean, like, I did a lot like of you guys have I did a lot of yeah. too. I mean there's some some days <laughs> trust me the first two months for me were not great <laughs> they, yeah. they got dark but after that it was like all right pick your ass yeah. up let's go this, is, this isn't changing anytime soon unfortunately so let's make the best of it yeah definitely so you said you're nine episodes in what's been one of like the biggest things you've learned from doing the podcast whether it be um like when it comes to like people or the function of it or you know were you surprised that you were getting so many applications um what's kind of been the the general you know consensus of like what surprised you i guess is, is a better way to just to phrase that i think one thing that surprised me well i did surprise me how many applications we've gotten in the last say like month mm-hmm. or six yeah. weeks um that has surprised me how it's just really blown up now um and i think that's the thing like it takes some time to grow right and like we've been working yeah. on growing on instagram and you know, hopefully that will get the word out that we exist. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what's been interesting to me is um, how much people really love talking about their music, right? Like you do not have to get people to, you don't have to ask too many questions for people to just no. like, they love talking about it. And I think the yeah. applicants are, is a picture of that, right? Or even just listening um, to the episodes and, you're like, this is just something people love and they need more space to be able to talk about. Um, And I really like hearing it. Mm -hmm. I think for me, one of the things that's, I mean, I guess I did always know to some degree, but like just amazed me how many musicians there are Mm. and how many like artists there are. Like, I mean, even like from like social media, like people are reaching out and uh, we're reaching out, people are applying, like, I mean, sometimes it's just like we're just following them or whatever, and then you interview them. They're referencing other people and make they're making something like it's just like man, there are yeah. so many people doing this thing. And again, like I did always know, but I still find it just amazing, like just how many people um, yeah are doing it. There's mm-hmm. so many circles, and each I feel like each like little Ontario town has their own circle of musicians that that all kind of cooperate with one another. And it's pretty cool once you start talking to, like you said, you start talking to one and they go, well, you know, maybe you should, uh, for myself, like when I was writing my last batch of recordings, it was like, well, I know this person, let's, let's get you contact with them. Maybe you should write with them. And then I'd write with them and they'd be, they do the same thing. Okay, well now go talk to this person. And so mm-hmm. now I found myself in this like circle of songwriters that I never would have known previous to, you know, six months ago writing with this one person and so it's really cool and interesting to to find those people that you know otherwise probably wouldn't have heard of and this Mm -hmm. whole like zoom conference call thing as well now really kind of taking over as much as i i do not like it in compared to a real like in-person session it's connected me with people that i 
you know, never probably would have otherwise been connected with. So mm-hmm. I definitely think that's uh, it's one of the positives that's come out of the whole mm-hmm. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine like we niche down, right? Like we're only unsigned artists. We're only Canadian artists. Like if you were to even like make it North America or like yeah. all, it's just insane how many people there are There's, making yeah. music and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of us. <laughs> there's there's so many. It's great. And oh, yeah. everyone's making different music, right? Like yeah. the variety. We talked about like doing just certain genres before we started. And I'm glad that we didn't end up doing that because even the variety is really uh, like I love hearing the different ones. Um, right. And even if it's not like the style necessarily that I would listen to on the weekend, like there's still like really good stuff there to talk yeah. about and hear and and actually it reminds me that I actually like more genres than I thought you know yeah. like I can listen to more than just country yeah and you also have a connection too when you talk to that artist about the songs you know that you I get know. that song from that from the perspective it was written in and why they care about it so much which is kind of a cool thing for you as well so you might have you know you might have heard a song and maybe oh that's that's nice it was good but now that you know the story to it it takes mm-hmm. on a whole new meaning, right? Oh, it totally does. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. like just learning like the, some of the backgrounds to your songs. I'm like, oh, well, that makes me like it way more, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, that's great. So there's one question now that we're getting to the end here that I ask all of my musically um, inclined or or the like guests. Um, so I'll put you on the spot. I'm very sorry. Uh, but I'm not that sorry. This is, it's one of my favorite things to do. So Sam, what is one song that, uh, actually this goes for both of you men as well, but I'll pick on Sam first. What is one song that is the most emotionally, um, gravitating song? Like what song, like if you just listen to it, it's that one, you know, steadfast tried and true one you can listen to at any time of the day it, once it comes on you stop everything you kind of listen to it and it, it just brings you to a place of either peace or sadness or happiness um what would that be for you yeah i mean uh i'm gonna cheat and i'm just gonna give two and the main reason is because like That's right fine. now um yeah like I, I mean i love um the band gaslight anthem and amazing um, yeah and so Brian Fallon had a, a record like a few years ago and the song Wonderful Life. Yeah. Right now, I just feel like I could listen to that forever and I pretty much listen to it with my kids most mornings. But having said that, I think probably if I took a step back and was like, right, what's the one song I have the biggest attachment to? Probably got a bunch of stories. I think I'd have to go with Good Riddance by Green Bay. Yeah, that's a great right. one. Just because I've, yeah. like, I've used it um, for things like talent shows. Yeah. Um, tried and mostly failed to win girls over with it. Um, it was one of the first songs I learned on guitar as well, yeah, like, as a whole song. So, like, I think, and I, I mean, I remember watching them play it live with my dad. So, like, there's just a few great memories I can have, I think, with that song. Those are great answers. My uh, my band right now covers American Slang by Gaslight Anthem. I love, I love that band, yeah, always been a big fan. On to you, Amanda. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Um, well, one song recently that we heard actually by one of our people, um, Rory Talon, he was, uh, he, I started listening to like a bunch of his music while I was prepping for his, uh, episode. And there was one song that I had to like stop and like sit and just like 
take it in. And I remember thinking like, I haven't like, that's really, this song is affecting me deeply. It's called smile. And it's Mm -hmm. like describing this place where you kind of like go mentally when you're not in like a very good headspace. And where it's like all these things on the wall. um, And then it, but also it's like, but you're fine. So like, just smile. And I'm, right. I just remember being like, Oh my goodness. Like he has described a place where I have been, you know, right. and it felt like yeah. super powerful. That's amazing. Well, I'll have to go check that out now. Is it on Spotify or something yeah, like that? It or is, is. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, I will definitely go check that out and go check out that episode. Um, before we wrap up here, tell everyone where they can find you on the socials, find you on either Spotify, Apple podcasts, all that kind of stuff, as I'm sure, um, or wherever you, they find your podcast. Yeah. Um, on Instagram, we're called beyond the lyrics podcast. Um, you can find us all over Spotify, Apple, we're on anchor, um, basically anywhere you can find a podcast called beyond the lyrics. Um, so awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Sam and Amanda. I really appreciate your time. And, uh, hopefully I will talk to you soon about my own music. Uh, later on early 2022 we'll see yeah (laughs) when you have new music we will have it absolutely sounds great all right well have a great evening we'll talk to you soon guys thank you cheers bye all right that's it that's the podcast i appreciate you listening today if you could please do me one more favor go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and write me a review or subscribe to the podcast there. It is so much appreciated, and it helps me out tremendously. You can also check out all of my socials at Ty Wilson Music. That's Insta, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you'd like. Thank you so much for listening. This has been another episode of Ty Wilson Talks.